0: What's your type? That's the name of today's little Wee Transmission. What's your type? And on today's little Wee Transmission, we're going to talk about the nine uh, body constitution types in traditional Chinese medicine. Very interesting stuff, um, very different than, you know, of course, the Western modality, which really doesn't take into consideration all the nuances that people have, like when they're treating a dis ease like. Diabetes, for example, everyone who has that dis-ease in the Western modality will all get the same treatment regardless of their constitution. Of course, that's that's not really how things work because people just typically don't have one thing that leads to disease. It's accumulation of symptoms, and those are all different based on one's constitution. So there are nine constitutions in TCM. I'm going to include a little quiz at the end of this um, in the show notes for everyone to get an idea so they can discern what their type is. And oftentimes it's not so cut and dry that you'll be one type. It's kind of similar to what they have in Ayurveda, where you might not be just a pitta, just a vata, just a kapha. You could be tridoshic, meaning you're a little bit of all three, or you could be a combination of, of two of them, right? So according to the holistic concept of TCM, all aspects of a person's lifestyle include work, relationships and daily habits that are linked to health. It is hard to stay in an optimal health state at all times. As we have stress, aging, nutrition, daily activities and environmental changes are likely to affect us leading to temporary disharmony states of the body. Healthcare is something that we have to do all our life. A basic principle of TCM is that though shifting the body to a more neutral constitution, internal balance is achieved and health will result active measures including lifestyle modifications so well-planned diet or exercise are important ways to achieve that due to constitutional differences body disharmonies vary from human to human and thus cause different concerns identifying your body constitution type allows you to make better choices about what to eat and how to live makes total sense right I'm in the sauna right now. I have another sauna set. So am just gonna lower the temp a little bit. It's getting kind of hot in here. Keep it a wee bit lower today. Okay, so type number one, this is the most balanced of them all. This is the neutral type. The key features of this type are a normal physique with a glowing complexion and good energy. Individuals have their good congenial or congenital foundation. And their body is well functioning physically and mentally. Such people are the healthiest among the types. However, keeping good lifestyles such as widely selected diet, regular exercise, and getting enough sleep are still important for them to stay healthy. It is noted, or it should be noted, that long term improper eating habits will alert the body to a less balanced state and should be avoided. For example, hot and heavily spiced foods tend to shift the body into damp heat or yin deficiency constitution. Too much cold, raw, and frozen foods exhaust the yang, qi, and disturb blood circulation that can make the body shift to a yang deficiency or blood stasis constitution. Overeating and too much nutrition will lead to phlegm and dampness constitution ill-balanced feelings or dieting will lead to malnutrition that forms a key deficiency or a yang deficiency constitution. Last but not least, a high salt diet is a major cause in developing the phlegm and dampness and blood stasis constitutions. That means that we don't not need salt, but too much of course is a problem. But it's not just about one food being like a villain. It's about having it all in balance and of course we know that many Processed foods are brimming with salt and the low quality type, too. It's not just like a good quality white sea salt. So that was the first one. That is the neutral type. Okay, now on to type number two of the TCM constitutions. And that type is what's known as key deficient or chi, prana, vril, vril. All the same thing. The key feature of this type, key deficient, are fatigue, breath, shortness, and sweating. TCM claims that individuals are inefficient in the production of key, the vital energy that leads to weak gas exchange in the lungs or underfunctioning in other organs. They need to promote the key production and enhance immune functioning or support functioning. Also, they should be more attentive to protecting the body Let's just keeping the body warm, avoiding physical and mental overstrain. It's so uh, difficult, or not difficult. It's ah, uh, it's so easy these days to um, become mentally overstrained because of this high tech culture that we live in. And like I've said on an, an, an earlier clip, the power of choice. One from a week or two ago. We're the ones that have to put our own brakes on how we interact with the technology. Otherwise, it will just totally take us over. And of course, that would make Big Z so happy. Key deficient individuals should eat more foods that help invigorate their spleen and their stomach. So as to promote key production, suggested foods would be things like cereals. And by cereals, I don't mean cold cereal. I mean hot cereal. Cold cereal is sludge. It's trash. It's not food. I don't know why anybody would really eat that, especially for breakfast. I mean like a bowl of oatmeal, a bowl of rice porridge, something like a congee, a kichiri. That's cereal. Grains, Chinese yam, dates, carrot, I'd opt for the white ones, mushrooms, taro, potato, Pumpkin, peas, apple, cherry, chestnuts, grapes, lotus seeds, Chinese wolfberry, which is a goji berry, uh, longan, which is another type of Chinese fruit. These are oftentimes really nice when you add them to your own tea. You can make tea in the morning and just take water in a pan and put the Chinese dried fruit, maybe a little bit of ginger, Uh, beef, fish, and goose, chicken and rabbit, quail, and honey. Individuals tend to have a weak digestive system who are dealing with the key deficiency, so the diet should be light and easily digested. Ingredients such as citrus fruits, onion, garlic, mustard, coriander, pepper, peppermint, tea, um, alcohol, and cigarettes can further consume key and should be taken in moderation. Number three is the yang deficient type. The key feature of this type is cold signs, such as sensitive to low temperatures and cold limbs. TCM claims that individuals are insufficient in producing heat energy. They need to invigorate the body's systems, especially the liver and the kidneys, to produce more heat. Also, they should be more attentive to protect the body through measures like proper warm clothing for the waist, abdomen, and lower body, moderate outdoor activities, avoiding overperspiration and keeping the living room warm and dry. Cupping, moxibustion, and acupressure help promote the meridian flow and expel coldness and are beneficial for this type of individual. Young-deficient individuals should eat more warming foods, including beef and mutton, venison, quail, sea cucumber, shrimps, eels, nuts, ginger, Chinese chives, mustard, peppers, leeks, cherry, lychee, longan, raspberry, pumpkin, and spicy foods. Foods that are cool or cold in energy, like crab and persimmon and melon, are not advised. Even in the summer days, raw and frozen foods as well and cold drinks should be taken in moderation and is advised to take some medicinal dishes in winter. And recently, I've gone into a couple of places just to get a green tea, hot, obviously, And the person behind the counter said, do you want it cold or ice? And I was kind of mind-soggled because who would drink a cold beverage in the dead of winter in the Northeast? But that's how far away we're removed from what we're actually supposed to be doing. Does it make sense to possibly drink something icy after you've done a lot of strenuous exercise, maybe while you're on the beach in August? Yeah, maybe that makes sense, but... To do that in winter and then for certain people's constitutions it doesn't make sense and having cold food puts on weight no wonder big z would promote it also futzes with digestion or fiddles with digestion so there's the reason why they always promote certain things under the guise of it being healthy it's one of their famous inversions so that was the third type that is the yang deficient now we have the yin deficient type The key feature of this type is heat and dry signs, such as mouth dryness, warm palms, and warm soles of the feet. TCM claims that individuals are lacking body fluids and need to moisten and cool the body properly. Moreover, fundamental substances like blood and essence, what they call Jing, are the major components of the body's yin. It is necessary for them to invigorate the internal organs to produce the substances more efficiently. On the other hand, individuals should be more attentive, attentively to protect the body and prevent excessive yin consumption. Activities like poor sleeping or staying up late, busy work schedule, intensive exercise, and things like thermal yoga, sauna, or steaming can further deplete the body's yin and should be avoided. Yin-deficient individuals should cut out or cut back on heavily spiced, deep fried and roasted foods, because those things are all young and eat more nourishing and lubricating foods like pear, apple, pomegranate, peach, lotus root, uh, wolfberry or goji, mulberry fruit, sesame, glutinous rice. Glutinous rice does not have gluten. They just call it glutinous rice because it's sticky. Mushrooms, honey, dairy products. Don't eat them cold. Uh, white fungus, type of mushroom, egg, sea cucumber, mussels, abalone, fish, sea conch, black chicken. Black chicken is really, really good, by the way, if you can score yourself some black chicken. You don't eat the meat, you just eat the broth. Rabbit, duck meat, and pig skin. Some cooling foods that can make them feel better are things like celery and melons and lettuce tomato, chrysanthemum, and mung bean, as well as millet. The daily diet should be light and easily digested and contain more fluid. It is beneficial also to drink water and have soups regularly. Also things like chicken broth are nice to sip on. That is more yin than something yang like red meat. So someone who was yin deficient probably wants to do more Of the fowl meats like the chicken and things like that and fish then they do want to do you know the red meats because red meats are very very young and this doesn't this make so much more sense than eating foods to balance our metabolism that really doesn't make a lot of sense that's just a bunch of allopathic um, kosher salad. It makes more sense to work with the actual condition of the individual body as opposed to just eating something because we're told it's pro-metabolic and then getting very obsessed with the lipid ratio of something when we have to think about the context of the situation and the individual's constitution to really get the best idea of what foods will work for that person. Okay, moving along. Number five is the phlegm or the damp type. And on one of the more recent shows, Sad Times Ahead, we talked about dampness. We talked about damp heat. We talked about how a lot of these popular diets all promote phlegm and dampness. as a reason why they are out there, right? Being popularized. The key features of this type are being overweight with a belly, a sticky mouth, and a greasy tongue coating. TCM claims that individuals have a sluggish metabolism that may be related to the weak lung, spleen, or kidney system. They need to promote the overall metabolism of the body, especially the fluid transformation process. Other beneficial measures for people dealing with phlegm and dampness are to lose weight, to not use cigarettes or alcohol, to engage in regular exercise, more outdoor activities, wearing light, loose clothing to keep the body dry, and keeping the living environment dry and ventilated. Methods such as cupping, moxibustion, and herbal dressing can promote the meridian flow and help dispel dampness and phlegm out of the body and are suitable for them. So they're talking about balancing a sluggish metabolism, but it's interesting that the metabolic approach promotes foods to balance the metabolism that cause phlegm and dampness. So it it can't true. This is true, what I'm talking about right now. Phlegm and dampness, um, individuals with this should eat more foods that help prevent the accumulation of dampness and phlegm inside the body. Things like celery, cabbage, Chinese radish like daikon, kelp, sea lava, also known as nori seaweed, the seaweed that's wrapped around um, sushi rolls, jellyfish, loquat fruit, um, onion, uh red beans cucumber water chestnut bamboo shoot clams olives uh, carrots and red dates a light and easily adjusted diet ensures the spleen and stomach to work f- effectively individuals should not eat too to feelings of fullness and to limit the amount of greasy fatty and sweet foods number six damp heat The key features of this type are an oily face, bitter taste in the mouth, yellow and greasy tongue coating. And I've noticed in a lot of adverts these days, they have this whole body inclusivity thing. And I think this is just a ploy to promote um, illness in adverts. And I noticed an advert recently. It was for that surf brand called Roxy. And they showed an individual with like a yellow tongue coating in the advert, I was, I was pretty shocked. And then the other day I was at the mall and I saw this advert for um, Victoria's Secret. And I think a lot of those people who do like the runway modeling for that company are probably, probably guys anyway, but the ones in the adverts, maybe those, maybe those aren't guys, maybe they are. And they're showing people now in the adverts that have uh, liver disease or liver congestion based on their skin. So these are things that Obviously, we can we can quell with with lifestyle. But even if someone is dealing with it, that's that's what it is. But we, we really should not promote this type of, I would consider it dysgenia. I don't I don't think it's a fair thing to promote, even if it's something that does exist. So that's where I stand on that. But as time goes on, we're going to see more dysgenia from that to, you know, uh, trannies in adverts. There's a lot of trannies now in adverts. Some of them, you know, outwardly saying they're trannies. Some of them not saying they're trannies. So as we go on and on in time, we will see more of this. And I've noticed too, some of the brands that I shop sometimes for fitness clothing, they will either show models that are skeletons, like they have no body fat whatsoever, which most women don't look like that, or they are enormous and then I look at the model and I'm thinking, how do I imagine myself to look in this pair of pants or this bra when they're showing either a skeleton or a tremendously large person? It's, it's honestly very dysphoric. It's confusing. That's what dysphoria means. It's a confusion. It's very confusing to see this extreme of body types. Remember, Big Z loves to promote extremes. It's like their thing. So they're doing this more, and I think it's going to create more of a kind of um, confusion for people, you know, utilizing these kind of unrealistic body types for most people. Most people kind of fall somewhere in the middle, even though nowadays we have a society where I think 66 percent of people here in the states are overweight and I think like what 30 plus are like literally obese. Um, which is mind zoggling. And of course, some of this is based on the BMI, which may not be the most accurate, especially when we're talking about bodybuilders and maybe someone who's a bodybuilder might be considered obese, but they're not obese because of their, of their amount of muscle. But then again, a lot of people are obese or overweight, especially a lot of people in this pro-metabolic community, a lot of them are actually obese. Um, it doesn't really sound so good for the metabolism. So a little bit more about damp heat. TCM claims that individuals have a relatively high metabolism who have the damp heat, but they accumulate too much metabolic waste inside the body leading to various heat signs. They need to cool the body down and prevent further accumulation of metabolic waste. A healthy lifestyle is very important for clearing damp heat. Individuals should get plenty of sleep, maintain regular bowel movement habits, avoid alcohol and smoking, and do intensive exercises and keep the living environment dry and ventilated. Methods like scraping, cupping, moxibustion, and herbal dressing can eliminate damp heat out of the body and are suitable for them. And like we talked about on that Sad Times Ahead clip, sauna can also be good for dealing with damp heat. Damp heat and dampness in general. Damp heat individuals should choose light and easy-to-digest foods that promote the body to eliminate the damp heat pathogens. Such foods include celery, cucumber, Uh, red beans, bok choy, amaranth, cabbage, wild rice, lotus root, tomato, water chestnut, watermelon, banana, bean sprouts, mung bean, kelp, duck, carp, and lotus seed. They are not advised to eat heavily spiced, deep fried or roasted foods and warm or hot energy foods like mutton, ginger, pepper, chili pepper, and garlic should also be limited. Number seven, blood stasis or blood stagnation. The key feature of this type is a sluggish flow sign such as a dull complexion and dark red lips. TCM claims that individuals tend to have inefficient blood circulation and may even develop blood stagnation in some regions of the body. Individuals need to activate blood and key and unblock the meridian system so as to improve the overall circulation. Methods like scraping, acupuncture, cupping, and soaking the feet can activate the blood flow and thus are suitable for them. It is also necessary for them to balance between work and rest and be more physically active. Blood stasis individuals should eat more foods that help activate and nourish the blood, resolve the stasis or stagnation, regulate the key, and smooth the flow of meridians. Suggested foods include kelp, sea lava, which is nori, seaweed, Chinese radish, carrot, citrus fruits, peach, plum, onion, celery, eggplant, mushrooms, rosebud, green tea, vinegar, and red wine. On the other hand, greasy, frozen, and stimulating foods tend to aggravate blood stasis and should be limited in consumption. Number eight, key stagnation. The key feature of this type is emotional distress, for example, a depressed mood or being nervous or anxious that TCM claims to be associated with a weak liver. In TCM, the liver regulates key movements and balances emotions. When individuals are under stress, it can easily disturb the liver's regulatory functions and affect key activities inside the body. Emotional emotional management strategies are important for individuals such as adjusting their attitude, Being more socially active, spending more time in outdoor activities, having some hobbies, keeping a comfort and quiet living, comfortable and quiet living environment, learning relaxation techniques, and exercising regularly. For the physical body, it is necessary to rectify the key flow and relieve the body tension. Key stagnation individuals should eat more foods that help promote the key flow and soothe the liver. Things like citrus fruit, buckwheat, wheat, Barley, Chinese chives, kelp, seaweed, Chinese radish, onion, garlic, rosebud, chrysanthemum, peppermint, and tangerine peel. Stimulants, such as tea and coffee, should be avoided before going to bed. It is advised to use supplements with caution. And finally, the last type is the special constitution type. The key features of this type is an atopic constitution that makes individuals very sensitive to drugs and foods and smells, pollens, and other seasonal triggers. TCM claims that they need to enhance the body's resistance against external stimulants in order to prevent attacks or to reduce the severity of their symptoms. It is necessary to have a balanced lifestyle that can manage both the physical and the emotional aspects. They should also modify their living according to seasonal changes, something many of us have forgotten. And it's very easy to, especially in this world where you can get whatever you want produce-wise in the store year-round, especially if you're on the coasts where you can get anything, anytime, anywhere. Food, ex- for example, individuals who have to stay indoor and avoid pollen affection in the spring and also keep their living environment clean and ventilated in the summer. Special constitution individuals should maintain a light, balanced diet with water, plenty of water. They should avoid eating something that is known to cause allergies. Also, frozen and raw foods are not recommended. It's better to cut back on foods like buckwheat, broad bean, too much proteins, too much alcohol, chili peppers, coffee, and tea. As TCM says, they are common triggers for some diseases. Ingredients that can replenish the key, enhance the immunity or support of the body. Cool blood, dispel wind, and invigorate the spleen, lung, and kidney organs are beneficial to these people. Foods in, with cold and cool energy such as mung bean and lotus seed can help ease the discomforts during the attacks. If necessary, individuals can take supplements or special dishes to enhance the overall status of the body. So there are different things to do for different seasons, of course. And this is the end of all those different types. We went through them all from the beginning. We talked about the... Normal or the neutral type, we talked about qi deficiency, yang deficiency, yin deficiency, phlegm and dampness, damp heat, blood stasis, qi stagnation, and then the special constitution type, which most of the time someone would have that special constitution type on top of, let's say, qi stagnation or on top of, you know, um, damp and phlegm. So a little bit there about the different types out there and how to go about eating for one's type. Interesting information, very different than the Western modality that really doesn't get to the root of it. Um, Always a buy now, pay later situation with a system that translates into other suffering. So I hope you enjoyed this little clip on health tips for different body constitutions according to traditional Chinese medicine. And be sure to check out the quiz that I've provided in the the archive notes for this uh, show and find out for yourself what type you are. And if of course you ever need any more help navigating this, you could uh, call on my services and I would be happy to help you with that. So I'm going to get back to my sauna. Wishing everyone an amazing day wherever they are in this big white world. Until we meet again, satnam.